welcome. It's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard. Good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, none other than the incomparable Sharon Reed, news anchor, host, and commentator, Rebel HQ contributor extraordinaire. Should be a fascinating breakdown. Top story of the day. Yep, he's being sued. Why is he being sued? Because according to the lawsuit, he is interfering in the upcoming 2024 election. So let's put his picture up for a mass. I would like to explain a dynamic here that's quite interesting. You're looking at Alvin Bragg, the first man in the history of America to indict criminally a former president of the United States. He happens to be a black male. He's being sued, U.S. federal court in Indiana, the Southern District. Gabe Whitley, who goes by Honest Gabe, has sued Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg for interfering in the 2024 presidential election and claiming Alvin Bragg violated U.S. Code 18 subsection 241. That is a federal law, actually, that punishes conspiracies to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate any person in the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured by him or her through the Constitution, namely the right to vote. Lying to voters in a way that keeps them from voting, the theory goes, is a crime. Now let's talk about the actual statute. What's ironic about this statute that he's referencing is that Donald Trump is actually guilty of the statute. Donald Trump conspired with a foreign head of state while being president of the United States. He violated said statute, attempting to stop Biden from doing something that he is constitutionally permitted to do, run for president. All right. Now, most Americans actually agree Donald Trump committed a crime. Donald Trump should have been indicted for that crime. I have the stats. In Gabe Whitley's press release, in his press release on Facebook, he said, and I quote, today, I have filed a lawsuit in the U.S. Federal Courthouse Southern District of Indiana suing Alvin Bragg for interfering in the 2024 election, presidential election. This political prosecution or persecution of former President Trump is illegal and we Hoosiers will not tolerate any election interference. America's elections are under attack by the radical Democrats destroying our country and our free, fair elections. For far too long, Democrats have been screaming election interference about Russia, 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 which was later debunked, he says. We Republicans continue to fight for your right to vote in secure elections. The irony of it all, Democrats are not passing laws to restrict people from voting. Republicans are doing that. It is quite fascinating how they have this ability to not be on the same page often, but they are still in the same book. They do not need to coordinate but their efforts are coordinated. Why is this happening? This is happening because there is an assault 
on democracy. These individuals do not like democracy. They do not want majority rule. They do not appreciate the values of diversity. They would prefer to make America great again. Well, the again part is when white males dominated all. Nobody could get in where they fit in without permission from a powerful, influential white male. Now, let's look at the actual numbers. Polling shows Trump, based on a new ABC Ipsos poll, an increasing number of Americans actually agree that Donald Trump did something illegal by paying hush money to Stormy Daniels. The poll is a follow-up to an ABC News Ipsos study earlier in the month. This part is important. I will explain why in a minute. And the data indicates that more people have decided on the level of seriousness for Trump's actions now that he has been charged on 34 felony counts of falsifying business records to conceal hush money arrangement. It is important to note that this is an ongoing series of polls conducted by ABC Ipsos. They started this a while ago. They are literally tracking the transformation of the American sentiment as it relates to Donald Trump's guilt or innocence to his, I guess you would say, uh, capacity to actually be charged and convicted. Well, ex-presidents, they have absolutely no constitutional protection. The more information comes out, the more facts are available, the more items are presented. These things are legit. The more people start seeing the truth about Trump. Literally, Trump has gone from the majority of Americans thinking this may not be a big deal to the majority thinking the man not only did it, he should have been charged. There's more. Um, the poll finds that 53% of Americans think Trump intentionally acted illegally in this case, while 11% say Trump's actions were wrong, but unintentional. And 20% believe he did nothing wrong. Only 20% of Americans believe he did nothing wrong. The results represent a slight uptick in the number of Americans who were undecided about Trump's actions in the last ABC News Ipsos poll. But now they think they were very or at least somewhat serious. The new poll finds that 50% of Americans say that Trump should have been charged in the case, a five-point boost from the 45% who said the same in the previous poll. Public opinion is shifting. On top of that, 52% say Trump's actions were serious to varying degrees. It is fascinating to me that as soon as their beloved leader gets charged with a crime, all of a sudden they have no faith in the system. Now, we have talked about the system on multiple levels on this program. I've done it before I even came to Indisputable. The system, well, it is not for us, typically. There are some nuances, people of good faith who actually try to get in, make a difference, do the right thing, have a heart, passion. They believe in restorative justice rather than punitive. But all of a sudden, after we've said the truth for decades about the justice system, that it needs tweaking, reforming, more transparency, 
people on the right are starting to get it. But the irony is this, Donald Trump is guilty. Donald Trump did it. Donald Trump deserves the criminal charges, according to the Manhattan DA, prosecutors, the police investigating, and also the majority of you. This is a deciding factor in our democracy. It is a beautiful thing. Don't think this is bad. This is not bad for the country. This is a beautiful thing that a former president is being prosecuted. Why? Because it proves once and for all, you can in fact prosecute a former president of this nation. That keeps your democracy intact. Every president that holds that position should believe if I do something wrong, if I do something illegal, they may get me on the other side. I want every president to have that on their mind. Now the slippery slope, get real. We've been on the slippery slope since Trump got elected. Look at other countries, other, other nations, other democracies. They've been prosecuting Benjamin Netanyahu for years. Country still functioning. Is the country messed up? Of course it is. It was messed up before they prosecuted Netanyahu, just like this country is messed up in ways before they prosecute Donald Trump. Those mess ups will still be. All right, sharing thoughts here. It's a hell of a patriotic monologue. I wanted to put my hand across my heart and maybe <laughs> sing the Black National Anthem. But you're right. Polls are expensive, Dr. Ritchie. They could have just looked at when Trump turned himself in. He was waving to play it off. Nobody was there. No crowd. I don't know if Alvin Bragg has 99 problems, but I know Honest Gabe in Indiana is not one of them. Not one. There you go. All right, here we go. Uh, he's been reinstated. Talking about Justice, Justin Jones, Justin Justice Jones, state rep out of Tennessee, who was expelled for exercising his constitutional right. Here it is. The Nashville City Council has voted unanimously to reinstate one of the Tennessee state representatives expelled last week for joining gun violence protests. Justin Jones will serve as interim representative in the seat left vacant by his expulsion. To make his appointment permanent, he will have to run in a special election. Jones was part of a group of Democrats dubbed the Tennessee Three, who faced expulsion last week for protesting on the House floor. Only Gloria Johnson survived the vote. Meanwhile, those protests are still taking place. Demonstrators once again gathered at the state capitol Monday to call for gun control. Mark Strassman has the latest from Nashville. Suddenly, the so-called Tennessee Three are everywhere. In the streets of Nashville today, on television, and probably in state Republican nightmares. Former Democratic State Representative Justin Pearson and Justin Jones. So there is no democracy in Tennessee. Tennessee is the most undemocratic state in the nation. You don't understand. You Last don't week, mostly white Republicans in the Tennessee House flexed their supermajority. They expelled two young black lawmakers from mocking House decorum with a bullhorn and bravado. I'm concerned about the House floor following the process and procedures that are laid out that you should follow and not having a protest, as it was described over here, on the House floor. Jones's district included part of Nashville. And in a special session today, the city's Metro Council met to appoint an interim state rep. As expected, they named Jones in effect to replace himself until Tennessee's governor sets the date for a special election. 
Won't he do it? Put it up. Let's get into it. Republicans decided to banish Jones and fellow lawmaker Justin Pearson over their role in a gun control protest where they literally stood with children. They stood with kids, advocated for them. They did this on the House floor. It is still a constitutionally protected dynamic. This was after the deadly school shooting in Tennessee. It was appropriate. Pearson could be reappointed Wednesday at a meeting of the Shelby County Commission. We are following that closely. Let me give you background on the reinstatement. The unanimous vote, the unanimous vote, you cannot underrepresent that dynamic. The unanimous vote of the Nashville Metropolitan Council, the unanimous vote of the Nashville Metropolitan Council took only a few minutes to restore Representative Justin Jones to office just four days after Republicans stripped him of his seat. Moments later, Jones marched to the Capitol several blocks away. He took the oath of office on the steps and entered the building while supporters sang, this little light of mine, an old classic. A loud round of applause erupted as Jones walked into the chamber with Democratic Representative Gloria Johnson. They were literally holding hands, who was also the target for expulsion, but she survived. She survived by a single vote. At the end of Monday's evening session, Jones stood on the House floor and asked Republican House Speaker Cameron Sexton if he would be reappointed to legislative committees after being stripped of assignments last week. Jones also asked to receive full access to legislative buildings, which includes the parking garage and healthcare benefits. While Sexton referred some of the questions to HR, the Republican leader said traditionally in the past, appointed lawmakers do not receive committee assignments. To the people of Tennessee, I stand with you, Jones said in his first statement on the House floor. We will continue to be your voice here. And no expulsion, no attempt to silence us will stop us. But it will only galvanize and strengthen our movement. And we will continue to show up in the people's house. Power to the people, he shouted to cheers. Republican House Speaker Cameron Sexton told Jones supporters in the galleries to, and I quote, please refrain from disrupting the proceedings, end quote. You don't get elected to have a job. You get elected to make a difference, to solve problems. What is policy? Policy is the great social contract between community and government. These gentlemen actually get it. They're not bought out by major corporations. They're not concerned about getting an invite to the annual ball. They would prefer to be champions of the people. Now keep in mind, while they try to silence the voices of these two young black male lawmakers, Understand they really wanted to silence the people who elected them to office. Because in each of their districts, they serve majority African-American constituents. 
You see, Republicans are not concerned, especially in Tennessee, with having actual voices at the table. They would like to run the whole thing based on a dictatorship. Yes, there were ways they could have handled this without expelling the lawmakers. They decided not to. This has done something in the world. This has created a spark, a spark probably needed in America. Now, damn it, when will the White House catch on? You know, Biden invited them to the White House. Damn your invitation. We elect people for policy, not for signs, symbols, street names, and holidays. Policy. The reason why Republicans continue to be an effective minority in this country, because nobody really believes in their ideas, they are in the minority as it relates to actual ideas that Americans agree with. Why are they effective? They are effective because their base realizes these folks, Donald Trump, McConnell, and others, will at least try to push an agenda that they believe in, even if they don't get it done. We have many Democrats that won't even try. They won't talk against, I don't know, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Every single Democrat should be calling for the impeachment of Thomas instead of just AOC. This is a problem. All right, share your thoughts on this. I love Justin Jones. I think he is a perfect cocktail of inspiration and humility. He is perfectly pleasing. He's courageous. And I love his messy bun too. And I, I love, because that's his style and he's sticking to it. And I just love your accent when you did it. I wish you'd do it again. And this time ask, where are we with that investigation about who urinated on the chair, Dr. Ritchie? Where are we with that one? I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. <laughs> Give him his health care. That's right, please. And reassign the man to his committee post because we all know what you guys did was a sham. All right. A teacher, an educator, referred to a black child as a slave during class. Be damned. Let's put it up for a mask. Uh, They're going to learn at some point. In Harris County, Texas, an educator told black honor student she could have been sold down south while teaching a lesson on slavery. During a press conference on April 5th, the girl's mother, Tori Arts, is calling for firing the teacher at Collot Middle School. Let me give you background to this. According to KHOU 11, on Thursday, March 30th, the teacher was teaching about the Civil War and the institution of slavery to the predominantly white class. And at some point during the lesson, she called upon Miss Art's daughter to allegedly help her demonstrate a point. The girl is the only black student in the class. The teacher sought to present a reenactment of the scene explained that the girl could have been captured, auctioned, and sold to the highest bidder. I could snatch her and take her to the South and sell her during slavery, the teacher allegedly said. The mother found out about the incident after a school administrator called to inform her about the unorthodox lesson. She, the assistant principal, 
explained it to me as it was explained to her. And then she put my daughter on the phone to let me know in her own words. And the teacher, that the teacher had used her as an, as an example of a fugitive slave, the mother said. Now, you may be saying, you know, well, Doc, that is inappropriate. Maybe it was a good faith mistake. All right, well, how about this? Uh, this wasn't the first time uh, this educator has been caught up going off script. Her beliefs about the antebellum period in American history got in trouble. The teacher allegedly told the class the Confederate flag was a symbol of Southern pride and had nothing to do with slavery. See, that's exactly what the KKK says about it. I'm keeping it 100. That is what they say about it. There's more. Uh, and was about states' rights, they said. Two facts, many, two facts, many of the history books have wrong. Click to Houston reported. The incident was also reported to the school's administrator. Let's back up. You have an educator who has already been disciplined for saying something quite not only racist, but inaccurate, academically wrong. Curriculum inaccurate. You do nothing. She then goes a step more. She does something else. Now it's not just her, it's you. I'm talking to the school system. Let's put up the principal. There he is. Joshua uh, Carroll released a statement to parents. So let's keep his picture up. So Josh says, I wanted you to know that we have been made aware of allegations involving a staff member in proper role playing during a social studies lesson. We are thoroughly investigating these allegations and the staff member will be on, will not be on campus prior to the outcome of the investigation. We look forward to a swift resolution to this matter and remain committed to providing a respectful, safe and supportive learning environment for our students. Uh, the school district also said it's investigating accusations against the teacher. Uh, the district also said the teacher will not be on campus um, at all. Uh, so maybe not coming back during this investigation. So let's talk about uh, one of the ironies of these stories. Out of all of the stories where a school teacher decided to utilize an example like this or something similar to this, we have never seen a school teacher do this for, let's say, the Jewish community. I have not heard a lesson where the teacher said, we're going to act as if this is the Holocaust. Nope. It seems as if every time we're in these situations with teachers, it's against a black student. Yesterday, I reported on a school teacher who said the N-word 15 times. According to her, it was to teach a lesson. What about other words that disparage other cultures? No, just the inner word. That is it. This had warning. They actually could have done something. Now I'm thinking about the perspective of the student. It's so sad that this student who probably already feels marginalized to some degree because of the atmosphere that's antithetical to progress, obviously, was brought in front of the class and othered in such an inappropriate way. There should be no question. 
The educator should not educate children. I'm not saying the person should not work, but working with kids, not for her. Sharon, thoughts? I tend to think that they shouldn't work with kids, Doc. And I'm usually in lockstep with you because I think to do what this teacher did is so harmful and it requires such daftness not to see this beautiful child in front of them because they may have some racism there. I don't think they should be around children. It is disgusting. It's undermining and it's humiliating for a black child. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a lifelong lesson, I believe. Right. And I agree with you. I said mm -hmm. she should not be working with children. She yeah. should not to say she should not work. I have a job. She should not work with children. All right. We'll let her pick up. Yeah, let her on the can, side can, of the highway. That's right. She can have she a job. All right. All right. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right. Welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Thank you for remaining on the program. Let me remind everyone of the Webby Awards. I need you to vote. So here's the thing. TYT has been nominated again for another Webby Award. Big deal. This time in the viral video category for Anna's passionate rant on abortion rights. Not only was it passionate, it was right. Morally right, academically right. It was logically right. I want you to head to tyt.com forward slash vote. Go there now, cast your vote today. Voting closes April 20th, all right? Let's make that happen. A lot of comments, we'll read as many as I can. Trista says, Dr. Richie, I polled TYT's audience just now. 100% of us think Trump is an ignorant and greasy sleazeball. You see, that's it, that's a scientific poll right there. All right, Devil Dog Dragon. Oh, come on, man, this is pure insanity and a waste of court time. I hope they arrest this clown for submitting a false court case. It definitely is a frivolous case for sure. I would probably countersue uh, if I were the DA. All right, uh, Bernie the Kiwi Dragon, Jones reinstated, but what about Pearson? Uh, we should know tomorrow, tomorrow, Shelby County, because of the way the rules work, Shelby County is meeting tomorrow where they will make that decision, okay? Uh, Forbesilla, Godzilla Dragon, member for 10 months. Thank you so much for your continued support. Doc, you're looking spiffy as you, as always, I see. I swear, if it's not work, it's my health that keeps me from your show, but I always catch the clips. Smile, face, heart. Much love. Keep spinning that truth. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. All right. Love back. Okay. Got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on him for having a barbecue on a In Sunday? You're going to feel great! Back off! I'm going to tell African American men, but in my life. Okay, learn some manners, honey, because in this country, women have a voice. And my voice is telling you, go. What is it? What's your name? I hope it does. This is my grocery store. 35. 635. Yes, honey. Now you can get out of my store with your roof mouth. Get out of my... I hop Karen. Well, damn. Let's put her up for a mask. According to the poster, she refused to seat a Muslim family because they were wearing traditional attire. She said, women have a voice in this country, do you? Because your party doesn't want you to have a voice. Oh, I guarantee she's Republican. Now, it is quite interesting that 
in order for her to exercise, I guess, her right, she must shut down the right of someone else. This is the reason why all of these religious liberty bills are very problematic. Remember the genesis of these bills. These religious liberty bills do not provide liberty whatsoever. They always provide a way for you to legally discriminate against another human being. I'm not saying this is what's happening at IHOP. It's definitely the spirit of what just happened. But the legislation of it is also the one-two combo. If you can pass a law that says, hey, workers, government or private establishment workers can say no to serving you because they may disagree with something that they think you are. Well, that's insane. You know why? Because everybody pays taxes. Government provides a service without discrimination because everybody pays taxes without discrimination, right? If you're black, you pay taxes. If you're a woman, you pay taxes. If you're brown, you pay taxes. Gay or straight, you pay taxes. So you should receive services uninterrupted without discrimination from the government. Let's go to private corporation. You pay taxes, private corporations should serve you, those that are available and open to the public. Why? Because if a fire happens at that restaurant, who responds? The fire department. Who pays for the fire department? You do, as the taxpayer. If there's a crime, they call 911. Who responds? The police. Who pays the police? You do. You're the taxpayer. They are protected by your tax dollars. So they take money from you, hard earned money from you, get the protection, but they do not want to serve you. This makes no sense. Laws like that should not exist. And people like that should not be working at IHOP. All right, share your thoughts on this. IHOP's fine dining compared to what she is. She shouldn't be there. She's a buzzkill and a headache. And now we can't even go to IHOP. This is how far it's gotten, Dr. Richie. We yep. can't go to IHOP, eat a short stack, and fall asleep without having to encounter that. That's yeah. where we are in this country. It's so tacky. Yeah. You know, Waffle House, I stopped eating at the Waffle House some mm. years back when they allowed a black woman to be beaten by an, an off-duty cop. Yeah, remember that? Mm -hmm. Even the 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 city he worked for was like, yeah, that's too much. We're going to fire you. Then Waffle House came out. I was like, well, we got his back. It was mm -hmm. insane. They All right. when it snows, too. Yep. Yep. Okay. Got something for you. Double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're I feel free! Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Hey. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did y'all get that? I mean, damn. All right, let's put him up full mask. According to the Post, this actually happened on Easter, Resurrection Sunday. This was in Sydney, Australia. It is not known what caused the outrage, but the footage has been given to the police. Now, uh, that's a scary situation. What in the world could have happened to where as you are leaving, you are leaving the situation, you decide to commit multiple criminal acts in your exit. There is nothing in life so serious that you cannot simply just walk away. You could have done all of this in your mind, sir. 
It would have been therapeutic for you, but you did it in real life. You're going to eventually be charged. Doesn't make sense. Classic Karenicity, not working out the plan from execution to completion. If you just think for a moment and say, what is my ultimate goal? Smashing a window, getting a criminal charge? Not good. Sharon, thoughts on this one? I don't know what to say about it. I, this is Australia? Australia. I kept, Russell Crowe kept coming to mind. Remember, he had all a <laughs> string of stuff. Like, he wasn't that bad, though. This man is dangerous, Dr. Ritchie, and they've got to get him off the streets. Yeah, him and his bicycle. Yes. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We have a lot of show left. All right, let me first remind everyone, membership. Uh, when we say members make TYT possible, it's not hyperbole. We literally could not do this without you. So sign up today at tyt.com forward slash join. Let's make positive change happen together. All right, got a lot of comments. We'll read as many as I can. Richard B says, International House of Hate Pancakes, be round. She should have sat down anyways and yelled, I wish a Karen would. That's it. That's all you got to do. Sit down and just say, I wish a Karen would. It has a magical effect. I got C, welcome to Indisputable. Thank you for the support. We got Sammy G, welcome. Antica Level, thank you so much for your support. C. Michael Henson, we appreciate you, C. Michael, for that. Come on, Karen. There are other ways to protest bus fares. <laughs> that's really true. Uh, I, I hope that's not what it was. Uh, and okay, let's go to at, at Cement. Oh my God, the Karen epidemic is, epidemic is getting worse. You are doing a double dose almost every day. Soon we'll have a triple dose. Don't test me. All right. Sad. Amazon said they were helping Black-owned companies and companies that were small businesses, but they were miscategorizing these companies. Let's put the picture up full mass. Look at this. Amazon has reportedly been miscategorizing small and Black businesses on their site. The badge program was an initiative originally created to help black businesses gain exposure. That sounds like a good idea, right? But instead has been advertised on businesses that don't need the boost at all. So they've been promoting businesses that do not, do not qualify. There's more. Amazon began adding a small business badge to items on his US site about a year ago. Now remember, these things promote sales, okay? Pitching it as an effort to help customers who want to support small businesses while also enjoying the convenience and security of shopping in Amazon's store. But the tag has lately popped up on items sold by large companies and overseas merchants. In addition, Amazon has categorized some products as coming from Black-owned small businesses that actually come from companies that are neither small nor 
black owned. How the hell did this happen? Uh, let's put it up. However, Amazon states on his website that his badge program follows Gartner's definition of small business, which includes businesses that employ fewer than 100 people and have less than 50 million in annual revenues. A company spokesperson says Amazon monitors and makes adjustment to the badges as needed. Why do you need to adjust it if you got it right the first time? You see, Amazon, I don't know who made this statement on your behalf, but if you have to make adjustments, that means somebody got it wrong. Either it's black owned or it is not. Either it is a small business or it is not. The fact that you have to make adjustments means that obviously you all knew somebody was getting it wrong. There's more. We are committed to ensuring that the badge is helpful, a helpful shopping tool for customers to discover small business brand owners, and we are continuously auditing and refining the information used to award the badge to ensure a trustworthy and accurate experience. If the badge is awarded in error, we move quickly to make appropriate updates. Of course, there are concerns about if Amazon's badge program is truly intended to support small or even black owned businesses at all and if it works, all right? So Amazon gave companies like Coffee Bean and Clothing Store, Black Rifle Co Coffee Company, a badge. Even though they made over 300 million in revenue in 2022, the information reported. The company has a market cap of 1.1 billion as of this year. Backpacks and luggage from Swiss Gear, a subsidiary of knife manufacturer, Victorinox, that made $446 million in revenue as of December 2021, per pitch book, also received the badge. Clothes from <clears throat> sportswear firm Cutter and & Buck, and kitchen items and handbags from vendors based in China. Well, you know, they had small business or black-owned badges, too. And products from <clears throat> grass-fed beef jerky firm Chomps, they were given black-owned business badges, even though... Mm. Uh, the founders, Pete Maldonado and Rashid Ali, are actually not black. Though not all businesses have reported seeing a boost from Amazon's badges, there is potential for the badges to increase sales. Insider cited an IBM study that found that product downloads increased by 64% after digital badges were implemented. Now look at this a program really created for black businesses. By extension, they allowed small businesses, but the genesis of this was about black entrepreneurs, black products, and black owned companies. From that, a bunch of companies that already make a whole lot of money, do not qualify, started to get the badge. Do you think these companies are getting the badge because they do not work or because they do work? They are literally taking the program and corrupting the very nature of the intent. How ironic is this? The program was created to give small black owned businesses a better standing to compete against the companies that are basically using the badge themselves. Amazon, get your ish together.
we do expect a massive transformation of this program, not a suspension, but a transformation so that it works. Too many times we see these programs, there's an issue with the program, all of a sudden the program goes away. No, do what you need to do to make the damn thing work for black owned companies and small businesses. Sharing thoughts. I think that they've got to stop listening to Coffee Bean and the other big companies who okay. call up and complain, because that to me is what really, I have no proof, but I think that's what went on. It's time for Jeff Bezos to donate some more money to Van Jones because this is a travesty <laughs> and they did not get it right at all. Yeah, and my issue is, I don't know if they, they've had an effort to get it right. I mean, you, you put your effort in the that's front fair. end right? The front end of the program. That way you don't have to hire a whole new staff to do spot checking, all right? Because you were serious about it in the beginning. All right, we'll follow the story, see what the response from Amazon is. Okay, one of the saddest stories you ever hear. Put a picture up for a math. Okay, 11-year-old. 11-year-old victim attempted to take her own life. Felicia Melendez, an 11-year-old New Jersey girl who died days after an attempted suicide in a middle school bathroom, had been relentlessly bullied and reported the harassment to school officials. Elena Lealabo, Felicia's <laughs> mother, told NBC Philadelphia that her daughter was taunted by classmates on a regular basis. She says, and I quote, they called her hair furry. She was not a furry. They called her gay. They called her straight. They called her bi. They called all kinds of things. My daughter was being tortured within the walls of that school. Felicia and her mother had raised concerns about the bullying, but they were ignored. The mother said she reported the bullying to the Holbein authorities four times in person. And her daughter sent about a dozen emails to her school counselor. The latest one four days before her death, according to NBC Philadelphia. After no action was taken by the school, Felicia tried to take her own life. The girl was found unresponsive in the bathroom, bathroom stall at the school in Mount Holly on the 6th of February, died two days later. The Burlington County Prosecutor's Office said the girl's death came two weeks after her father died from pancreatic cancer. Let's put up the principal. His name is Daniel Finn. Daniel Finn is the principal. Buck staffs with him at the institution, according to the mother Multiple complaints were made and the school did absolutely nothing about it. You see, this is, this is a contribution to her death. This individual and the school system not acting, my opinion, contributed to the ultimate demise of this young child. Let's put up Robert Mungo. Who is he? He's the superintendent. He's the boss of the principal. He said the school system cooperated with prosecutors uh, in the investigation. Amungo did not comment directly on the bullying allegations. 
but said the district is focused on strengthening our support system for students, especially regarding their social and emotional well-being, and is committed to making our schools safe and secure for every student. Um, I hope the mother sues the hell out of you and your entire system. Your response leaves out the actions or inaction of your principal and faculty. You see, brother, we give a lot in leadership. Everyone does. When we're talking about children, if you're going to get mad and break diplomacy, do it for a child. Do it advocating for a child. How do you release a statement and say nothing about the lack of response for the baby who is dead? You see, sir, we call that feckless leadership where I'm from. Now, at some point, I know you probably went home and thought about it and maybe even felt you should be able to do more or maybe you wanted to do more. You can, you can, you're the superintendent, damn it. Act like it, this child is dead. Your leadership, sir, your leadership um, is required to put everyone on notice that this won't be tolerated under you. You are letting them define your entire leadership legacy if you do nothing. And if you do nothing, Mr. Superintendent, that judgment is fitting. Share your thoughts. I'm almost in tears. I, I, that's not a leader at all. And I'm not gonna be very forgiving to him. It's sick as a mother to sit here and listen to this tone. The statement felt like I was being stabbed in my heart and it's not yep. even my child. That's what it felt like. It's sick. PETA puts out, statements about dogs by name very glowingly this is just so unworthy it's disgusting yeah yeah it was an extremely tone deaf response to the death of an 11 year old all right we got more on the other side it's indisputable stick and stay all right welcome good to be with you thank you for remaining. We have a lot of comments. I'll read as many as I can, okay? Mickey C, the silver-haired dragon. Uh, thinking back to when I was 11, over 60 years ago, suicide wasn't even an option for me and my friends. I wouldn't even, it wouldn't even enter our minds. Our society has gotten so much more hateful and violent, and that was a common thought to so many young children. Sad and frightened. You're right. Uh, designer underscore dragon underscore M. 50 million? That is not small. That's exactly what I said. I said, wait a minute, uh, 100 employees and under, okay, I can roll with that, but $50 million? No. I concur. All right, uh, Bax's call. What's amazing is we have defunding school lunches for underprivileged children, mass gun shooting, taking our children. Situations like this bullying uh, isn't in our DNA to care. Love, nurture our children. The what the hell is going on with this country? Priorities are jacked up. That's what's going on. Priorities are jacked up and decency has been replaced with politics. Tribalism, all right? Okay, this is an update to an exclusive 
we were the first news show to report on this fella. Here it is. You and Boyf need to come up here and go hunting. Yeah. And stuff, man. Ain't nothing here, dog. Ain't nothing but blacks up here. All it is, Atlanta. Gone down, man. Just gone. Look at this pulled out in front of me right here. Bro, look at this trying to pull out in front of me right here. Look at this trying to pull out in front of me right here. Hey, do you see did you see that that tree right there? Yeah. Did you see that tree right there? Roe will hang you from that tree. Got the Glock by the bed. Yeah, let me go. Room service. Y'all need y'all to bring me some chicken wings, two hoes, a red bone and a white girl. Y'all want the white girl, uh, Roe gonna try the, the red bone. No, no, Borf ain't coming. Yeah, he was here and everything. He make him leave. He, he make the red bone leave. Yeah, he, no, he don't do that. Everything. So I tried that one time in the house. Yeah, just roll. Yeah, so he, 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 he probably do it, and he probably going to throw out the, we on the 14th floor, he probably throw out the window when he done with her. Yeah, cheap rate. Atlanta, Atlanta. Oh, okay. You see, sir, I'm from Atlanta, so I took all of your racist uh, antics against Atlanta and black people in Atlanta personally. The worst thing in your life would be to have me against you personally. So here's what has happened since the reporting from yesterday. As I said yesterday, I expect schools that you coach at to release statements so we can read them. That's exactly what happened. Parents have also gone on social media, sir, to talk about how you treated their children. You decided to make videos of yourself calling black people the N-word while working with children as their coach. It is so damn sad. You know what a coach is? A coach is the ultimate mentor. I can look back on my own life and see where coaches transformed my thinking, transformed my trajectory. But you decided to be something quite different. Let's go to a mother who talked about how this coach named Mark Taylor treated a daughter. Um, but she was placed in Mark Taylor's history class. And that experience was so daunting and she was so disrespected in that classroom that she finally shared with me what she was going through and he disrespected my daughter that day and she called me to tell me that he referred to her as a red bone and y'all know i i had to hold my peace and i got in my car um, and zoomed down to Northside High School at the time. And I told the principal that I needed to talk to Coach Taylor. And he told me he was teaching his class. And I told him whatever he was doing, that he needed to come out and see me. He needed to see me at that moment. And Mark Taylor um, came down to meet with me 
And I shared with him that he was never to talk to my child in that manner publicly. He called Mariah a red bone. And I gave him some historical history um, and context that he should not treat any child, let alone my own. And uh, he had attempted to tell me that um, he didn't mean it that way and da-da-da-da-da. And I just didn't hear it. I couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear it. So disrespectful. And so to wake up last night with some calls and emails that this video was going viral, that he's referred to the derogatory statements of black women and talking about Atlanta being the end town and speaking of a red bone in a car, that role is which, you know, he's referring to either a person in law enforcement or um, a person that is strongly in a organizational chart, they call each other roles. And to see and hear those videos were disturbing. Put it up. You're looking at coach Mark Taylor, Warner Robins, Georgia. He is a speed training coach for high school athletes and owner of Speed Edge Sports. On his Facebook profile, Taylor paints himself as an upstanding Christian man who selflessly trains athletes, which he sees as a ministry unto God. Now I guarantee you, he worships white Jesus. I promise you that. In response to the controversy, one of the schools Taylor worked with, the Central Fellowship Christian Academy, they issued a statement on Facebook. Very glad you all did this Central Fellowship because y'all were about to get that smoke today. They say, and I quote, we are shocked by the recent videos from Mark Taylor that have circulated on social media. We give no room for racism. With this said, people have associated Mark Taylor with our ministry. And that is an error. He is neither an employee of Central Fellowship Christian Academy nor a member of Central Fellowship Baptist Church. He has rented a portion of our facility to train athletes who are typically from schools in our local area. This is why our address is listed as the business address for his training company. That relationship has ended effective immediately. In Christ, CFCA Board of Directors. We appreciate you in advance for what you did. Uh, this is not the first uh, controversy Taylor has been a part of in the past 20 years or so. Uh, according to Macon, all right, this is called the Macon Telegraph. In 2007, the former Northside Middle School seventh grade science teacher and former Warner Robins He was sentenced to probation in 2009, but still hired. Taylor was already convicted of domestic violence and for making harassing phone calls to his ex-wife and was previously on probation for interfering with witnesses by intimidating his former fiance, but he was still able to work with children. I know some brothers got 
a traffic ticket. They have to explain it every damn time they get a job at a school. There's more. These convictions overlapped, causing one probation to be revoked and Taylor to be sent to prison, where he stayed until 2012. His probation was partially lifted in 2016 by Chief Judge George Nunn and fulfilled by 2017. Atlanta Black Star actually reached out to Taylor regarding the incident, uh, but there has not been a reply. Highly doubt there will be. Here's the other dynamic of this, and this is something we have to be concerned about in the black community in particular. He worked with black children. What you saw in that video is who he is, but he worked with black children. He worked with black parents. According to one parent, he was adversarial. He was not a good guy. Called the daughter red ball. Who the hell grown talked to a child like that? Problem after problem, uh, issue after issue, still free access. I mean, damn, Christian Academy, did y'all do a background check on the man? All right, probably didn't need to. It's an upstanding Christian man. Sharing thoughts here. They should, you know, those signs that go up near schools, they should have put one there and he should have to register, I think. I mean, <laughs> as you were going through this, right. I was writing down the terms. And I said, may I put him in alphabetical order, doc? Abuser, convict, narcissist, racist. Yeah. I mean, he was recording himself. Why? Why that part? That's exactly. narcissist, right? Right. Got gotcha. <sighs> Right. And, and you got to think, like, he's probably submitting the tape to his buddies in the clan mm -hmm. or something. Like, who are you recording this for? Right. All right. Thanks. It's cute. Exactly. So we'll see if there's another update. I think there are other schools he was affiliated with. I think they will come out this week. All right. Thanks. It's cute. Exactly. So we'll see if there's another update. I think there are other schools he was affiliated with. I think they will come out this week. Okay. A woman calls the cops because she needs them. They respond. They lock her up for something she didn't do. She now gets a whole bunch of money because of their bias. Let's put her up full mass. This is why people don't like the police. Many people don't like the police because of this right here. Her name is yes, Yasinia Garcia. Garcia, excuse me, an Arizona woman who was just awarded $200,000 after her and her boyfriend called and told police a vandal shattered their car windshield, but instead they were accused of being involved in a hit and run and arrested. A hit and run. They were not involved in the hit and run. They had a vandal. According to the Washington Post, the $200,000 federal lawsuit settled last week. It includes claims of false arrest, negligence, and denial of due process. This is a hell of a story. Let's put up chief. So this is the chief of police, Scottsdale, Arizona police chief, Jeff Walter. He announced in January 2022, the conclusion of an internal affairs investigation into the incident, which happened nearly three years ago. An internal affairs investigation into the incident that was completed in 2022 found that seven, seven, seven department employees violated policy, including three officers who failed to thoroughly investigate Garcia's report of vandalism. While Ms. Garcia 
was enjoying a night out on the town in Scottsdale on May 24th, 2020, a vandal smashed her windshield. It happens. When the pair returned to her car and found the smashed windshield, they alerted two Scottsdale police officers. Instead of investigating the vandalism, the officers accused her and her boyfriend of being suspects in a hit and run that happened about half hour earlier. What kind of conclusion is this? Absent of evidence, absent of forensics, absent of video, eyewitness test. What? You just concluded a broken window is all of a sudden a reason to arrest somebody for this. When the couple protested, uh, the officers allegedly refused to listen to them, ignored a plethora of evidence readily available to them at the scene, which easily established that Garcia and her boyfriend were telling the truth. The suit alleges the officers who failed to properly conduct an investigation that would have suggested, if not proved, the couple was telling the truth. One officer continued to accuse the couple even after reviewing security footage that recorded what happened to Garcia's car. Let me tell you what went down. Let me tell you what really happened. Officers make bets with each other. Oh, it's dark and corrupt. And they say things like, the next car we're gonna take them to jail, no matter what. You think I'm kidding, I'm telling you. They actually play these games with each other. We've seen at least one or two of these on video. So they go to the scene, there's evidence at the scene, this is not a hit and run. We got video, we have individuals who can attest to their whereabouts, we have evidence. But even after seeing the evidence, they were hell bent on this conspiracy. And then they kept it going, involving other people in order to cover up the crimes they committed. Now, the police report is going to say, oh, they simply did not thoroughly investigate. No, what they did was criminal. What they did was criminal to this couple. There's more. All right, uh, the officers arrested Ms. Garcia, never formally charged her with a crime. Why? Maybe they said that's exactly what they were going to do before they got there. Police then released Garcia's name and mugshot to the media saying she was a drunk driver in a hit and run, in a hit and run accident. Wait a minute, you didn't charge her with that. Why did the police officers never charge her with it? Because they knew she never did it. That's the reason. They knew she never was involved. There's more. This is a statement released by the police department, Scottsdale. The chief says, and I quote, we made some mistakes, plain and simple. We made some mistakes, plain and simple. And the involved employees have been disciplined for those mistakes, he continues. I am confident in the investigation's finding that our employees did not demonstrate malice or ill intent. I know that does not change how the events unfolded that evening or how Ms. Garcia was affected. And for that, I offer my sincerest apologies. Two of the officers involved were punished with um, unpaid suspension of 40 hours, the other one 20 hours. That's it. So the chief is going to spin this as an administrative dynamic. All seven of them didn't know what the hell they were doing. 
they should be fired on the principle of a lack of investigative prowess, if nothing else. Why are they still there? All seven of them are dumbasses. Why are they still there? You know good and damn well, Chief, this is about probably two criminal cops who engaged your other staff members in a conspiracy to cover up what they did. Now it's on you. All right, Sharon, thoughts? Yeah, I think these people were detained hostages. Uh, They should be gone tonight, okay? They should be gone tonight and don't even bother to look back. And I don't know why the chief is putting his name on the line with that stupid statement instead of just saying they're rogue, they're fired. Yep, that's it. That's all. Uh, But once again, feckless leadership, afraid to stand up for what is right because, hell, the chief may be compromised himself. Now, <clears throat> typically, I don't, I don't laugh at senior citizens falling. Um, everyone should have saw that coming. Let's put up the picture full mass here. Uh, the male Karen obviously upset at wet concrete. Uh, you see that wind back he's doing? I mean, look at the action of the swing here, okay? Not a lot of power in the delivery, but man, he gets a 10 for effort. And then after he commits felony destruction of property, over $250 is a felony. He then goes on and steps into the wet concrete. I'm something that, you know, young man like myself would not have attempted, but he did. He tried his luck. Uh, report has it his left foot is still stuck in that damn concrete. All right. Um, we don't have a whole lot of information about this other than the man did not want the concrete poured on that street. Said the truck needed to leave. Well, they look pretty official to me. I'm sure they had a permit somewhere. Uh, A.B., can you explain as a law student how destroying property is not an effective legal remedy in a conflict like this? There is a tort action that can be brought if, if there's adverse property damage to his yard, but going out swinging a hammer, breaking the property of the other person, not going to help you in court. Um, Trump was probably right. Um, the country is going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> married 
911 operator is caught in a cop sex scandal, and damn it, this gets deep. Let's put the picture up full mass. The hell is going on in these police departments? Uh, Crystal Perez, Merritt, Texas, 911 dispatcher at San Antonio's Baxter County Sheriff's Department, faces termination after she was allegedly caught sexting seven. She was sexting seven cops having affairs with at least two others. Ms. Perez has been placed on leave over the sleazy messages, which saw her speak with both sergeant and deputy at length about alleged past tryst. Other messages sent by Perez, 38, and uncovered by her husband, Mr. Perez, 41, contain equally sexed up correspondence between her and four other officers employed by the force, as well as a cop at a nearby department now, it's unfair for her to be the face of this story. Let's put up the other faces in this story. You got Deputy Juan Leal has been placed on unpaid leave. And Deputy Jason Jarvis has been hit with a 30-day suspension. Damn, they would have been better off as far as penalty if they shot an unarmed citizen. Now, I'm going to explain in just a moment why this is problematic for everybody. Let's go to Sergeant Ronaldo Solanis, who has been placed on leave without pay also. All right. Salinas, Lil Perez have all been warned by the county sheriff's office that they are likely to lose their jobs. They denied misbehaving while on duty. But the sheriff is now investigating to see whether this is true. <clears throat> Messages sent to Salinas suggests he and Ms. Perez met up for sex while Jarvis's wife, who's now divorcing him, said he admitted an affair to her. We got the screenshots, put them up. Text messages, that's called receipts, okay? Those are receipts. Uh, let's put up the husband, Ms. Mr. Perez. All right. He said, and I quote, keep his picture up. She was the love of my life. And it was very distraught, heartbreaking. 41-year-old uh, Giancarlo told KABB San Antonio over the weekend of how his marriage imploded last December when he discovered the text on his wife's phone. I was in disbelief, he says in the clip, and at one point even appeared on the verge of wretching as he recalled the traumatic discovery. Listen, man, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine, okay? Um, he knew some of these folks. I can't imagine. Uh, but let's be very clear why this is important for the public and for the community, period. Let's say something happens. Let's say you have to hold an officer accountable because they misstep. They committed a criminal violation. They violated the civil rights of another human being. Let's say that happened, right? If that happened, who do you think? Everybody's compromised when people should be held accountable and a decision has to be made. Am I going to hold the person that I'm already committing this act with accountable or shut up? Lie on the report, let it pass so it doesn't blow back on me. 
That is the problem. That is the public dynamic that has to be checked. These inappropriate relationships lead to a bad outcome for citizens who require transparency for the system of law enforcement to operate for them. Sharon, thoughts on this? I thought I worked at some wild places. <laughs> I just don't even, what is going on with these people and these places and these full frontal, well, confessions? I don't know that I would want to digest this publicly. Yeah, there you go. All right, uh, you know, what else can you say? Uh, here's what we're going to do. Um, consequences and repercussions. Here it is. He's the buddy too. I got it all, bro. Yo, bro, I got it all, bro. Happy Easter, everybody. All right, this is actually a throwback, but it's so classic. All right, it's so classic. Um, I see a few things here. Number one, I don't know exactly why the Easter Bunny is whooping somebody's ass, but I guarantee you that is the epitome of don't let this rabbit outfit fool you. Sharon, <laughs> thoughts? Maybe I want to date somebody. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I apologize. Maybe I'm off my game, but you're showing all of this, this stuff today, Doc, that is just, yeah. it's a collection of, well, interesting things. Yeah. I just, I've never seen a rabbit move like that. I mean, it was actually quite fascinating. So uh, we don't have any indication that um, anyone was severely injured, uh, but we do have an indication that the Easter Bunny Stop. is still on the loose. They have not <laughs> been able to catch the guy. <laughs> all right. Hopped all over the place. <laughs> right, and hopped all over the damn Look at that. city. Okay, Sherry, always a pleasure having you on the program. Tell people how they can follow you, check out. Oh, your my goodness. Work. Well, first, can I say it? America, look at your life. Uh, at Sharon Reed Live across all platforms. And of course, uh, Rebel HQ. And uh, I have something uh, more exciting coming up uh, towards the end of the month. So I'll keep you posted, Doc. I always appreciate okay. you. Thank you so much. We always appreciate you. Thank Catch you. Catch that rabbit. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> all right. Remember, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.